and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It only takes a few moments or you can also share this episode on social media. Both help others find this podcast. If you are looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com to see what is available for you, including Bible reading plans, journals, edifying magazines, and blog posts. I do have a contact section on my website where you can submit any questions or prayer requests that you have. I also have a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps us in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Are you ready for the answer to the Bible trivia question I asked last week? What items did the Shunammite woman include in Elisha's room? The answer is a table, a candlestick, and a stool, and the answers are found in 2 Kings 4 verses 8 through 10. Our question for next week is to whom did Jesus ask, believe ye that I am able to do this? To whom did Jesus ask, believe ye that I am able to do this? And remember, I will have the answer for you on the next episode. Peace is the next fruit of the spirit that we will be talking about today. When we think of the word peace, visions of a beautiful sunrise or a quiet summer night come to mind. Calm, serene, no strife, all is well. This is what we like to say peace is, but this fruit of the spirit doesn't have the same meaning. Enduring word put it like this, not freedom from trouble, but everything that makes for a man's highest good. Here, it means that tranquility of heart which derives from the all-pervading consciousness that our times are in the hands of God, a positive peace filled with blessings and goodness, not simply the absence of fighting. Freedom from trouble, absence of fighting. These are phrases traditionally used to describe peace. But as a believer, this is not where our peace is derived from. It comes from a consciousness, an awareness that our times are in the hands of God. Even saying those words causes my heart to rest because it's true. We forfeit God's peace when we fret about what's going to happen and become fearful instead of trusting our lives in his capable, loving hands that only will do what is best for us. Fear is the direct opposite of peace and one of the greatest thieves of peace. I think a good illustration is found in the lives of the disciples when they, along with Jesus, were in a boat and suddenly they were in the midst of a terrible storm. The disciples were in an absolute state of panic and believed they were going to die. To their utter amazement and shock, they found Jesus asleep. They quickly awoke him, wondering why he didn't care that they were about to perish. Verse 39 of Mark chapter 4 tells us what happens next. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. I love that last phrase. There was a great calm. That is what happens when Jesus steps on the scene. There is a great calm. But after the calm, there was a mild reprimand. And he said unto them, 
Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? They had let fear get the better of them. Just as we do so often, we look around, we look down, and we look behind when we need to be looking up. The storms of life will come. The waves and winds will rock our little boat, but remember that they are never powerful enough to sink it because the master is with us. Jesus knew that his time had not yet come. His life was in the hands of his father, which is why he could sleep in the storm, why he could have tranquility of heart in the middle of a terrible, seemingly life-threatening storm. This is the peace that is offered to me, to you. A peace that we can claim and cling to during life's most turbulent times. It is a peace that passes all understanding, something we read about in Philippians 4 verse 7. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The word peace in this verse is the same one used in Galatians 5, and it means the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is. That is a powerful description of the peace of God, and it goes back to the tranquil state of the soul. Why? Because we are assured of our salvation. We know where we are going when we take our last breath, no matter where or when it will take place. We can rest in the peaceful knowledge that our times are in the hands of our God. My friends, we don't have to fret and fear through life's journey, but we can walk in peace because of who is beside us. But this knowledge is grounded in knowing him. Had the disciples truly understood who was with them in the boat, they would never have panicked. This is why our quiet time is important. I know I constantly go back to it, but it is our time to know God more. And the more we know him, the greater our trust will be because our understanding of him has grown. True peace comes not from freedom from trouble or absence of conflict. It comes from under whose care we are abiding. Remember what Paul said about God's peace. It passes all understanding, which means the intellect, the mind, reason. It is a peace that must be experienced because it cannot be comprehended. When you are in a difficult situation, but instead of becoming frantic and fearful, you present a peaceful countenance, it does not make sense to the watching world. They will scratch their head in amazement because they've not experienced that peace. And this peace does something else. It keeps your hearts and minds through Christ. The word keep means to guard, protect by a military guard, either to prevent hostile invasion or to keep the inhabitants of a besieged city from flight. Also, it can mean by watching and guarding to preserve one for the attainment of something. Both definitions grab my attention. God's peace is our protection from the world's hostile invasion, we could say, when they try to bombard us with fear and worry. God's peace can keep us from fleeing when we feel besieged by the world's and Satan's attacks. And because we know that God is watching and guarding us, it preserves us. It lets us attain his peace. And how is this done? Through or by Christ Jesus. He is our rock, our surety to hold on to even in the most difficult seasons of life. But I have to hold on. I have to claim this peace and remember who he is when those waves rise high above my boat 
and the winds are making it hard to stand. God's peace is both a resting place and a defense. I pray that each of us will meditate on these truths that God's peace can be ours and give us tranquility of heart no matter what storm we will face. And that is where we will end today's episode. Have a wonderful day, my friends. Spend time in the quiet place, learning more about our Heavenly Father who grants us His peace and wraps us in His everlasting love. Thank you.